Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is kind of a good one, a special one. I got a, a special guest uh, coming on here to tell the story about his possible encounter with Bigfoot. So, um, so everybody's been asking for Bigfoot, you know, so I'm going to do a podcast episode on Bigfoot, and I thought, why not have somebody on here that can actually tell a story of maybe a possible encounter of Bigfoot. So I got Joe Leemaster here. He is my brother, and his wife, Andrea Leemaster, came up with the idea for the Bigfoot episode along with a lot of other people. So now I'm going to just kind of turn the reins over to him and let him tell his story. So this is uh, Joe, and I know that Joe lived in Maine for you know quite some time back in the 90s, and he was a lobsterman up there. He's an avid hunter. He still hunts to this day. He fishes. He just he loves the outdoors. So, this is Joe and his experience. Well, hello guys. And as he told you, I'm his older brother. Um, yeah, I'd listen to um, you know listen to his podcast and everything. And um, me and my wife was actually we was driving home last night, getting Chinese food. And I was listening to one of his podcasts, and my wife was like, has he ever done anything on Bigfoot? And I said, I don't think so. And when she had brought that up, it kind of made me think about an experience I had when I lived up in Maine, and that I've never talked about for uh, reasons, you know, people don't, you know, I don't know, people look at that and think, you know, yeah, this guy, what, what's this guy talking hey, about? Hey, I, I completely get it, because, you know, I've done this since 2005, and people think I'm crazy, insane, I, I'm just, I'm seeing these ghosts and stuff in my head, so I, I completely get it. And, um... Oh, and quick disclaimer. Sorry, I didn't mean that. No, you're good. Quick disclaimer, there will probably be some foul language. I, we're going to try not to. Um, I've, you know, told Joe, like, hey, you know, we got to... Because I cuss too, just like everybody else does. But I, you know, I'm gonna try my hardest. We're gonna try our hardest I'm not really bad at it, so. not to cuss. And so I just want to let you know, some swear words might slip through. So okay, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Okay, so um, you know, like I was saying, you know, she brought it up and it made me think about that incident. You know, I've never talked about it. Um, and you know, like Ed was saying, you know, he's been doing this for you know quite a while. I mean, Christ, as far back as I can remember. You know, he was a kid, young kid, and, you know, I've always joked around with him about it. You know, there'll be times he'd ask me, hey, you know, you want to go on this ghost hunt with me or blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, nah, tell Jimmy Hoppe I said, hi, just, you know, joking around. Um, yeah, the fact of the matter is, you know, I've seen stuff too that I can't explain, but I'm, I've always been that type of person where I need concrete proof before I'm even going to think anything about it. Well, anyways, get on to my, uh, my, uh, I guess, encounter. So back in 1998, I lived up in Maine, a place called uh, Lisbon Falls, Maine. I lived up there for about, it was only about a year. I didn't live up there that long. I mean, Ed was still, oh my God, I think you were probably no, 13, that's pretty old. 13 or 14. 12, 13 years no, old. No, I was older than 12. Would you? Yeah, I was about maybe probably about 14 or 15 14 or 15 yeah yeah because that time I was 21 so um, 
Now I'm living up there. And um, where I lived at, we had a lot of land. We had uh, horses. There was a dairy farm, you know, that we tended to. And back behind the dairy farm and where we lived at was probably around a thousand acres of evergreen. Because uh, up in Maine, a lot of it is evergreen. I mean, there is other trees and stuff, but there's a lot more evergreen up there than it would be, you know, especially around this area of Ohio where, you know, we live at. You know, you go down to Southern Ohio, you can see more evergreen, but there's just, there's a, there's a ton of evergreen up there. But anyways, so, um, I used to trail ride a lot on the uh, <clears throat> horses we had, and I had a quarter horse that I always took out. we go trail riding when I wasn't working. And, um, back in this woods, um, the trails that were back here were actually used by the Maine Trail Rider Association. So it wasn't nothing sometimes to run across other people's trail riding, even though it was on our property, they were still given permission to do it. And the trails were also used for snowmobiling during the winter. And I gotten pretty, I, I knew the woods kind of well. And this particular day that I was going back, I went back farther than I've probably ever been. So we was pretty deep into the woods and mind you, woods up there, and for any of you that listen to this and are outdoor, you know, outdoorsmen or an outdoor enthusiast, um, woods up there are a little bit different than woods down here in Ohio. Ohio woods can sometimes be open enough to where you can still keep your sense of direction pretty good. You know, you might get in some thick parts and if anybody knows anything about trail walking, trail riding, going into the woods and everything, you can lose your sense of direction very easily in, in the woods. And the part that I was going back to, like I said, I've never been back here before. It hadn't really been managed a whole lot because there, once a year we go back and kind of clean the trails out you know, for the Trail Riders Association, they would have people come back, clean it out too, because you'd have trees fall over. You'd have what we call widow makers, where trees will fall and lean on the other trees, and you never know when they're going to fall. And guys that, you know, were log, you know, would, um, loggers, which I actually did a little bit of that up there too when I was up there, they called them widow makers because if you cut them down and you, they went the wrong way, you just made a wife a widow. And that's where they got the term widow maker. Um, well, anyways, I'm going up this, you know, we're riding up the trail and um, <clears throat> the trail split off to the right and split off to the left. And then where the split was at, there was no trail, it's still woods, probably about 50 feet in between the splits. It was a little bit thicker back there. And um, one thing, when I would trail ride, my horse would alert to a lot of stuff. I mean, we I've run into black bear sometime before, um, coyotes. And actually that day I was out looking for uh, coyote dens because we had a pretty huge coyote problem. So I'm trying to find some more dens so I can take care of them because of the dairy cattle. They, you know, coming up and not, granted they're not killing the dairy cattle but if they're going up and, you know, wounding the cattle where they can get an infection, you know, it can still kill the cattle. So 
That was basically why I was back there. Come up on the, uh, coming up on the trail split and looking in front of me, I see, I got a glimpse of something moving in between the uh, trees. And my horse never alerted. And I stopped her because, you know, I thought, oh, maybe it's deer, you know. It's deer walking, you know, walking through there. So I sat there, I can't tell you how long I sat there. I mean, like I said, this happened 25 years ago. There's probably some details I'm not remembering. <clears throat> but I'd say probably at the most I sat there five minutes. And then I seen it move again. And what caught my attention was how high up I saw this, whatever it was, moving. So I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm six foot two. I'm six two. I'm about 245. I'm not a small, you know, not too small guy. I'm sitting on top of a quarter horse, which quarter horses are not as tall as like some of your other breeds of horses like Morgans, Arabians, Thoroughbreds, stuff like that. They're a taller horse. I'm not riding a pony or anything <coughs> like that, but you know, I'm, I'm probably four or five feet up sitting on top of, sitting on top of a Breeze. Of course, his name was Breeze if I didn't mention it earlier. And what I saw move through there, the top of it was taller than me and the horse. So that was definitely off. And I'm probably like at most 50 feet. You know, I don't know exactly how far away it was, but I could so, see something moving. So pretty much probably about like nine feet tall. If you I, factor in, maybe eight, eight, nine feet tall. If you factor in, you're sitting on top of the horse and your height. So probably about eight feet. Trying to remember back. I know that I saw far, it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll go in between like maybe seven or nine feet. It was definitely taller than me and it was definitely taller than the horse. And that was the last that I saw of it. <clears throat> but the next thing that really kind of made me think like, oh wow, is I heard it take off. Thump, 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 thump. Like I can hear the ground getting thumped pretty hard. Now mind you, this is <coughs> excuse me, late spring, early summer we don't have dry leaves on the ground you know there's yeah you got evergreen needles on the ground but it's not dry back here so it's not like a crunching sound that you're hearing it's more it's, like a thumping yes and i could you know i i could hear the ground thump i guess kind of like i don't want to say i could feel the the reverberation of the footsteps yeah but then again i guess i'm saying that's kind of what what it was it, it happened so quick that um i mean it you know it, it kind of made me nervous especially when i seen how tall it was oh yeah and then when it took off i only heard it for maybe three seconds so it was that fast i would yeah it was moving pretty quick and that was it. I, you know, stood there for, or sat there for a couple minutes. Adrenaline was pumping a little bit. Because, you know, like I said, I've ran into bears before. <clears throat> a couple times back here. 
you know, I'd have deer, you know, I'd see deer go through the woods, um, goats and everything. This was nothing, nothing compared to any of that. I, I, to this day, I can't even, I really couldn't tell you what, definitively what it was, but it was something that I've never experienced since. And, you know, I, I hunt all the time. I fish all the time. I'm, I love the outdoors. This is what I do. I'll go into a woods with nothing but a compass. Yeah. Hey, tell you what, this guy ever asked you to go fishing, prepare on being there for like a solid day and a half because the dude loves to be outside now. So, I mean, people have been spotting the Bigfoot, I mean, all around the world, but mostly Northern America, Canada, United States, you know, as you was telling me that the I guess the forest is more dense in Canada and it's better for well I, it just it depends on what type of like woods I guess you'd say you're in evergreen um, it can it it can be it can be darker too because okay. it's not letting as much sunlight get through okay because the canopy's going to be thicker I guess would be a better one now. All the research I did, now let me tell you, when you research the Bigfoot, nine times out of ten, you're going to find more stuff online than you are in books. Granted, you're going to find a lot of things in books about the Bigfoot, but you know, a lot of people put on, especially YouTube, like, hey, I had an encounter with the Bigfoot, and I'm not going to say it's fake, I'm not going to say it's real, because I don't judge, that's a big thing about me, so, but I did see this one video, and... If this thing was crouched down and these guys were loggers like you were saying mm -hmm. they were out out you know cutting down trees and whatnot in the woods and this guy said hey check that out over there and this thing was pretty big and this thing was taking entire trees and throwing the trees i've seen that video yeah it's i just, know which one you're talking about and i'm just like holy yeah. crap dude now if i seen that I'd, I'd probably have a heart attack like i'm used to going after ghosts and demons and you know, all that stuff, and I'll go into abandoned asylums in the dark, and, you know, what what should scare the crap out of me doesn't, but I'll tell you what, dude, if I see something that's seven, eight feet tall, winging trees like it's nothing, I'm probably going to have a heart attack, or I'm going to yeah. run real fast. And I could tell you something that day, too, you know, because now I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, that day, because mm -hmm. I, you know, like, I've never talked about this. Yeah, like, he has it's never said... Guys, he, he has never said anything to me about this stuff, and I have been into the paranormal since I was a kid. I mean, he told me some of the stuff that he's seen in our house growing up. Like, remember he was upstairs and you could see the the green glowing things that would float? You told me it was like yeah. an orb or something one time. He was talking to me and Mom about it. Not more like an orb, more like, like a mist. Yeah. Something like that. And that room upstairs was creepy, and the basement is always just... Always creepy, like you uh, know, it's an old house too. I yeah, mean, but I mean, their house was, you know, it was involved in the underground railroad. I supposedly it's documented that that was an underground railroad house. If you go down in the basement of our parents' house, there's still the original timbers of that cabin. Yeah, still in down the floorboards for the house. Yeah, and it's just that little door that was down there. I was telling him, you mean that little door? That's yeah. above the dryer that went underneath into the crawl space. Yeah. That door terrified. In that hallway, that would lead all the way to a toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was just terrifying. Well, yeah. you know, I told the story how I took a Ouija board down there one time and messed around. I didn't know you did that. Oh, yeah. I messed around and some bad things, you know, it, it happened. And whatever 
I conjured up, you know, stayed with me for a lot of years. I mean, it took a long time to get rid of it. And that stuff doesn't, I mean, it scares me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm Superman. But again, you went into the woods and this giant thing, I, I, I'd have ran. I'd have already like ran. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to you because I'm thinking more about that day. And if anybody that is, you know, outdoors that listens to this, they'll, they'll attest to what I'm about to say. You feel stuff before you actually see it. Because... You know when you're being watched. Yeah, and that was kind of the feeling that I got. You know, you know, there's been many a times that, you know, I would hunt by myself. People, you know, my wife gets on to me about it. Because, you know, I, I, I tree stand hunt. So I'm up in trees 18, 20 feet up. And I, you know, I do all the safety precautions. I got the harness and the lanyard and I tie into the tree. You know, because you never know. Because people have fell out and have been seriously injured. Some people, I think, have actually died from falling out of tree stands. I'm not, you know, I love to hunt, but I'm not ready to die for it either. So, you know, I'm going to be smart about it. You know, safety is a big thing with me. And, um, well, anyways, like I was saying, I've, you know, I've been hunting in the woods before and have had, you know, just had that feeling, you know, like, like I'm being watched. And nine times out of 10, I would turn around and normally it was a deer standing behind me, looking at me. So I'm busted and I'm not killing anything that night because they saw me before I saw it. But it's that, that feeling and I mean, I think come, I was just, to, come to think about that day, I, I I was getting that feeling a little bit as I was going up that trail. I think it's just natural instinct to like if something's watching you. Yeah. You got that weird feeling, you know, like you're Something being watched. Call the sixth sense. Yeah. And you know, you gotta imagine mm-hmm. that where you was at was probably its territory. Like, you know, much like much like a dog. You know, a dog will mark yeah. its territory and will defend it. You know, like it's there, like say like my dogs. Will defend this. That could have very house. well been the case too. That could have been its spot. You could have been kind of in, invading onto it. You know, Might have been. a lot of variables. He's with the animal kingdom. Like when it's mating season, they're more aggressive if you're around them mm-hmm. in their area. You know, so this just it blows my mind, dude. Like, I'm I've, not saying. Sorry, I'm not no, saying no, that what I saw that day was Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever. 30 yeah. other different names that they have. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is what I saw, I have never seen before. And see, and I can... I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, I've, I've traveled all over the country. You know, I've been to, you know, different, different settings and everything. And that day, I have never experienced anything like that anywhere else that I've been. I can get that because the first time, you know, I heard what I heard or saw what I saw with, you know, spirits and whatever, I was like, I'm losing my mind. There's no way this is real. This this is just stuff that mom would tell us, you know, like in the horror movies yeah. and whatnot. I, I literally, I was so afraid to tell dad. But you know how dad was. You know, that's not real. Don't talk about that. You know, look, look. <laughs> he didn't believe in dinosaurs. No. So, you know, I didn't tell dad. I tell mom. And even mom would, I think she was more like just playing around with it with me. She believed in this stuff as much as I do. Yeah. But, you know, I was younger. You know, she probably thought I was just goofing off or something. But it took me a long time to actually 
think that I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing just illusions or hearing just yeah. stuff. I get that. So I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. And I can only imagine, dude, I would be... I was nervous. I mean, I... You yeah, have bigger cojones than I do. Let me I, tell you I that. I was a little nervous, but then again, I also had a 30-06, because whenever I went trail riding and I went back in the woods, I always had my lever action 30-06 with me. Yeah. Anybody knows how hard 30-06 round is, oh, yeah. it packs a punch. Oh, that's going to knock so it down. I'm going to make sure, Yeah. you know, I at least have a chance. Right. Something does want to come after me, you know, pursue me or whatever, you know, whatever. I'm going to put a sizable hole in you. This is what you're saying. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like I said, I had never felt like that. Now, after that day, did it, did you ever come in contact with anything like this again? Did you ever feel that same way again when you were out there? Like, did you feel like you were being watched again while you are out there trail riding looking for the guy? Nothing like that, no. Okay. No. So that's... Yeah, I'm dude. I'm I'm thinking that you just came across it the wrong place, wrong time type scenario, and it was, and it was it was, you know, chesting up. It was like hey, this is my spot, you know. Hey, and then it just decided to take off. The the thing that kind of really pushed me towards thinking like you know this is something I've never seen before, or whatever, is not the fact of what I saw, is what I heard, how it took off running. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, thud, 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 thud. And then I'm not hearing shit. Sorry. I'm not hearing anything after that. That's fast. Especially moving. I mean, it was pretty thick back there. And I mean, I guess to, if you would want to understand, go walk off into a woods. Don't walk on a trail. Go off the trail and walk into the thicket. And tell me how fast you're going to get through it. And how far you're going to get through it. You're not. Man. Well, you are braver than me, sir. Uh, I will go after the unknown and, you know, ghosts and demons and stuff. Like, I know um, I know that there's some people, some friends of mine that are really, really, really into Bigfoot. Logan, uh, my, my stepson, is really huge into Bigfoot. Like, really huge. And I'm pretty sure that one day he's going to say, hey, man, let's go hunt for Bigfoot. I mean, I probably would because, you know, it'd be kind of, right, but on the other hand, I'm like, why would I, you know, but then everybody's like, why are you so scared of a Bigfoot, but you'll go up against demons? It's, I don't know, dude, Bigfoot just kind of, kind of creeps me out more than the demonic, I guess, because I don't know, man, that's just, that's wild. That's just wild. I'd say I never felt like that before, ever. Yeah, on that day, but, um, you know, I guess to add to it, ever since that, too, that kind of piqued my interest, and I've never really, I mean, you know, my wife knows I have an interest in it. I think I might have mentioned to you before. Yeah. You know, with the whole Bigfoot thing, you mm-hmm. know, and I've, I'll throw it out there and be like, yeah, you know, I, I go I go hunt for Bigfoot. I'd be one of them guys out there you know, trying to research and find it. I wouldn't be like what you see on Animal Show where they're sitting there, you know, whooping and stuff like that. Now, granted, you know, I've seen where they have like sound recordings that, you know, they're saying, oh, that's that's Bigfoot, that's Bigfoot. Well, for me, 
I, you know, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it with my own eyes. So if I'm not seeing a nine foot creature standing in front of me whooping, okay, I'm not gonna sit there and say, hey, that's, you know, Bigfoot communicating. But I have, you know, watched some of this stuff and like, you know, being in the woods like I have, you know, I can, I can tell you like with deer hunting, you know, deer make sound too. You know, they bleat, they grunt. And there's different, there's different kinds that they do. You know, I can, I can tell you like when a doe's bleeding and what she's bleeding about. You know, there's a bleat that's called an estrus bleat, which is basically, she'll let out that estrus bleat and she's letting the bucks know, hey, I'm ready to mate. And then like bucks, you know, they, they have different sets of grunts and everything. So, you know, you know, if I hear a buck kind of just, you know, making short little grunts and I hear, you know, the ground, like he's pawing at the ground or something, I know that he's tending does and he's trying to get, or he's trying to get one to come out. I also know that when bucks are ready to fight, they let out this grunt and there's kind of like a, a rattle in their throat. That means it's go time. You know, we're, we're about to fight. Also know that, you know, when you, if you're walking in the woods sometimes and you hear it, but you never really see what it was, that was a deer. That was a deer alerting all the other deer. Hey, there's a human here, run. Oh wow, I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that they could do that. Oh yeah, they make different sounds. So, you know, and I've seen them do it. You know, I've watched deer do it. So I know definitively that that's what, that's a deer making that sound. Now these, you know, the recordings and stuff that you can uh, you can look up on the internet or look up on YouTube or like go on Animal Planet, you know, that whatever that Bigfoot research, what, whatever show. Mm -hmm. And uh, finding Bigfoot, finding Bigfoot. There you go. And you got that one guy, uh, whatever the whatever the hell his name is. Um, you know, he's whooping into, and then you know they hear whooping back. Yeah, that could very possibly be. I'm not going to say that it's not. But I also know that coyotes, in, at, from a distance, when they yip or howl, can kind of sound something like that, or like a wolf when they yip or you know howl. You know, from a distance, that can sound something like that. Now, I'm not saying, excuse me, I'm not saying that's what they're hearing, because on TV, audio sounds different than a real person. You know, depth conception can be can be different. So, you know, I don't know 100%. I guess basically what I'm saying is, you know, I, I know a lot of the sounds of the woods. I know when a deer's taking off running. I know when a deer's walking behind me. I also know when it's a bunch of squirrels behind me because squirrels going through the woods can sound like deer going through the woods. I've been fooled many times. So, so what you're saying is, is you're, he's not, he's not downplaying what everybody believes that what could be a Bigfoot you know, howling or hooping, but he just knows, he, you know, he's skeptic as well as, you know, he, what I heard that day is nothing I've ever heard in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Since. So I can't, I can't explain it. Wow. That's, I know that was kind of long drawn out, but no, you're fine. You're fine. That's you know, what I'm, just, I'm trying to get the point across that, Yeah. you know, what I heard that day, what I seen that day is something I have never experienced since. And I've been doing, you know, I've been hunting, fishing, stuff like that ever since I was a kid. I'm 46 years old now. I started doing it when I was 
nine years old, eight years old. So do the math. That's I get out every chance I get. Drives my wife insane. But she ought to. She also supports me in it too. It's just who I am. It's the person that I am. It's what you like to do. You know, I mean, Kendra completely understands what I do. I go whenever I'm capable to because the whole feet thing. But you know, I go to let's see, Illinois, uh, Kentucky, (coughs) West Virginia, you know, Tennessee, all around, you know, to do these ghost hunts and stuff like that. It's just something that we like to do. It's our passion. It's what we love. So like, I know that it probably drives Kendra crazy too because, you know, before I got all this, before I got really sick that I was gone, you know, I was either working or I was, you know, ghost hunting, paranormal investigating. So I, I get the whole frustration that Andrea can have with the whole being gone, but it's what you like to do. Yeah. I mean, it's like Annie, she loves to cook. Yeah. And so like try taking cooking away. Or like with Kendra, she loves selling jewelry. Let me take the jewelry away, ain't gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I totally get it, I understand. But, um, thank you for that yeah. yeah I really appreciate you coming out and saying that and letting us hear your story about the Bigfoot so supposed supposed Bigfoot I'm saying Bigfoot okay supposed Bigfoot his supposed encounter with a supposed Bigfoot let's put it like that supposed encounter with something to this day I can't tell you what it was gotcha so guys I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode we did something a little different this time I uh, had a special guest. If you guys liked this, again, you can go on there. There's a comment part on here where you can tell me if you like it or if you don't like it. You can always go to Facebook, ParanormalInkOhio.com. Take you to the main page. There you can check out some old ghost hunts, ghost stories. Our crystals and the powers that they hold. Our, all our sage bundles for all things cleansing. You can also check out the necklaces, the, the pins, and the bracelets to go along with the crystals. We all have those on there for purchase. But you can also go on there and you can send me a direct message on there and tell me, like, hey, I really like how this is going, or hey, I really don't like how this is going. Again, I like to keep you guys involved as much as I can. You know, from there, you can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio Group, which is our group page on Facebook. There we talk about all things paranormal. And you guys come on there, give me ideas for shows. I do the research, I do the shows. Sometimes I have you on, just like I had him on, Joe. and Or sometimes I'll give you a shout out and say like, hey, this person came up with the idea of this show. From there, you can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio on YouTube and TikTok. There you can find some old ghost hunts and ghost stories. And always on every podcast venue available is the Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night at 10 p.m. is a new episode of the podcast. Every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on Facebook, we're live for a discussion into the paranormal, maybe some ghost stories, some other hunts that I've done before. Friday is our Fear Friday Live at 10 p.m. There is the big show. There we go in an in-depth conversation about the paranormal. I do live investigations and anything that would be fun and entertain, you know, for you guys to come on and check out. Did you do any other merch? No, not yet. I just thought of one. What's that? Shirt that says, say hi to Jimmy for me. Oh my God. Dude, and he says that because this guy has always said this to me. <laughs> Every time I tell him, hey, I'm about to go on this uh, this investigation, well, go ahead and say hi to Jimmy Hoffa for me. He's always said that. But I will. Hey, I will. Whenever I do that, I'll make you a shirt that says, say hi to Jimmy for me. 
<laughs> so again, guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. I want to thank each and every one of you. I love every one of you, you know, so much. Why I keep doing this stuff. Thanks for having me on. And yes, thanks for being on. You know, it was awesome, dude. And just, um, you guys will see me tomorrow night on Facebook at 10 p.m. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.